You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode 89. So last week, as I mentioned, was all about the best of blogging. We talked about using vulnerability to create connections, what it takes to grow a blog in 2018, and how to use your blog as a powerful business tool. So if you missed that one, you can pop over to juliesolomon.net forward slash 88 to give it a listen after this episode, because blogging ties into a lot of what we're talking about today, which of course is the top four best social media episodes that we've had on the Influencer Podcast. These episodes make the list based on things like download stats, popular keywords, and of course, the feedback that we get from you. I also chose these episodes because of the advice that is given. It's truly timeless despite the ever-changing world of social media. So for example, if it's 2019 or even 2020, you're going to be able to listen to this episode and still get a ton of value. The guests on these four episodes are social media superstars, and without a doubt, they know their stuff. I cannot wait to revisit the insights that they shared with us today. So let's get started. Now, before we dive in, I just want to thank each and every one of you for coming on and listening to the show each week. If you listened to last week's episode, which was all about the best of blogging, then you're going to love this week's episode, which is all about social media. But I mentioned something in that episode that I hope that you heard, and it is about what we are doing behind the scenes, gearing up for a brand new season of the Influencer Podcast starting in January. That's right. Coming to you in January, we are going to be leveling up the Influencer Podcast with a few new things. Things, and I cannot wait to show you what's happening. So make sure to stay tuned to January for all of that goodness. But in the meantime, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe this to this podcast. If you haven't already, you can head over to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you're tuning in from to live it, leave us a review, give us a rating, make sure to subscribe so you know when all of these awesome season two happenings start to happen. And then make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone today. Tag me over on Instagram. That's where I tend to hang out the most at Jules Solomon and hashtag the influencer podcast. And let me know a couple of things that you really loved about today's episode, because I want to dive a little bit deeper that with you. And of course, share your screenshots on my Instagram story as well. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. First up, we're going back to episode two with the amazing Puno. Now, episode two does seem like forever ago. I mean, it was almost two years ago. But I have to say, guys, this episode is still so relevant today as it was then. To let you know how relevant it was, this episode literally went viral. We've had over 100,000 downloads of this episode alone. It's pretty crazy. Now, in this episode, Puno walks us through her steps for effective social media marketing, and she tells us exactly how she went from zero to 80,000 followers on Instagram in just a year. Her advice? Well, the more you focus down and get specific with things like hashtags and proximity, the more you're going to grow. Let's listen to what she says. The big thing is not being able to dig enough. And and I'll give you an example. Like on an average day, we would reach out to 30 to 50 new people, like just on a one day. Mm-hmm. So most people don't even reach out to um, 
more than two people a month. (laughs) So, and then if you talk to any of these bigger brands too, like, you know, they're, they're reaching out to, if they're doing influencer seating, they're reaching out to at least 300 different types of people. Um, and if you're serious about PR, you're pitching how many people a month, you know? So I, I kind of actually, a friend of mine told me how much she pitched, um, PR store, uh, uh, press. And I was just like, wow, that's a big number. And then I just realized, you know, it is a numbers game. So you just have to increase that number. Um, and you need to, um, you have to increase that conversion too. Uh, so what I started doing was I needed a way to, um, bring on another person and that's where people map helped so much. Um, so I brought on a friend, she was actually traveling across the uh, United States in a trailer with her husband. And she was like, I need some gas money. And I was like, hell yeah, you can be my gas, I'll be your gas money. And so she helped me about one hour a day, um, to mine and grind for made with map. The biggest issue that came up was we would talk to the same people and it was really embarrassing. Mm -hmm. So we started a spreadsheet just to like, so we'd have to cross check that spreadsheet. And then soon that spreadsheet had 2000 people on it. And so, um, we added this feature on people map that was the list feature, but we also have a feature on there that anytime you comment or like on people map, um, you'll, you'll see like a little indicator that says you've already liked or commented on this post. Yes. And it tells you like when you did it too, which is awesome. It's like you you commented two days ago or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So that helped a lot. So then we don't now, like we shaved off time, um, having to document all of that stuff. And then the second thing was we kept getting banned from people, uh, from Instagram because we were commenting too much, uh, in an hour. And it's not even like we were spamming too, you know, we were still doing authentic comments, but you know, if you're, if you're going like, I can do at least 50 to 60 comments in an hour. And sometimes that'll flag you. So what we do on people map is we count how many times you've um, commented so that you won't go over that limit. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's that just so it's so great. It's so genius. I'm so obsessed with it. And I know that you were talking a little bit about like the one hour a day. So I would love to know, is that kind of the magic number or how essentially how many hours a day would someone ideally need to spend engaging when they're Uh first getting on people map to see that growth? And how far does one hour of engagement a day go in terms of growth? And I think that's the numbers that you should do. So what I would do is um, I made a goal of um, 30 to 60 new people that I'm engaging, engaging with a day. And when you say that, you mean like authentically commenting, talking about those comments that you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. that kind of engagement. So not just liking, not mm-hmm. just like, love this, just no. like truly like yeah. taking time to see who they are and being a part of their yeah. community. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can even skip liking, honestly. Nobody, <laughs> it's like, it's, we used liking just to like, um, because it's habit, but really those aren't the things that are going to convert. Um, so, so we would like, uh, I mean, we would, sorry, we would comment for to 30 new people or 60 new people a day. 60 was like the higher goal. And I would start a timer. So I would set a timer for, um, how long that would take. Typically for me, um, it took, you know, an hour to do 
50 to 60 people. Um, and some of the people that I hired, like it would take, it would be, they could do like 30 people in an hour. Um, and so from there, um, you can look on people map and document how many followbacks you get the next day. So you can just count how many followbacks you get, um, while looking at that. And then you've got a rate, you've got, um, an hourly followback rate that you've just made for yourself. And you can just keep doing that for a week and see what the difference is of you not doing anything at all. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Puno also talks about what it takes to scale from here. So I definitely recommend listening to this entire episode if you haven't already, which you can catch over at juliesolomon.net forward slash two. Now on to our second teaser for today. We're going back with the amazing Jasmine Star in episode 20. Now, if you don't know by now, you know that I love Jasmine. I love her as a friend, as a mentor, as a human being, as a peer, as all of the things. She is such a bright light and really an integral part of the social media space when it comes to growth and marketing. I mean it when I say that Jasmine's talent and willingness to share is a true gift to everyone. What she brings to the table is truly transformative. So if you're trying to grow your Instagram, listen up because Jasmine is preaching the truth in this episode. Here are three simple things that Jasmine recommends testing to find what resonates with your tribe. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, You need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business business for sponsoring the show. A lot of people get so afraid with stepping outside the box and they're like, you know, well, this seems to be working. And even though the algorithm's kind of working against me right now, I'm just going to kind of keep doing this. Um, but I, I, I want to kind of dive into th- that idea of testing a little bit more to kind of shake people out of that fear, so to speak. Um, obviously you think it's very important to test different things out. What are specific ways that an entrepreneur can test out? Would it be a change in copy? Would it be a change in visuals? Would it be the time of day? Or is it kind of a culmination of all those things? Unfortunately, there isn't a hard answer. And it also not only, it it also depends on your audience. So one thing, let's start with the basics. Let's talk about three things that people can start testing today that are not going to be, that's not going to be overwhelming. So number one, why not test the time of day in which your target demographic would be online? Now I understand that the algorithm is ever present on Facebook. So you could post something at 8am in the morning and then somebody logging in at 5pm can also see it. Where in the past, it used to be chronological. You posted it and people who are online at that time saw it. Well, it's not so much that anymore. However, if you think that your ideal client's 
ideal customers, your ideal followers are going to be on social media at a specific time. The algorithm measures engagement within a certain amount of time after posting. Now, we don't know what that number is. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 30 minutes. But however much like, comments, shares, uh, retweets, anything like that. So yes, Twitter is also on the algorithm now. But that type of activity that happens within a certain segment of time after you post will determine how much longevity, how much natural reach. So um, Facebook pages used to get somewhere in the ballpark of 8 to 10% organic reach. Just given. It was just like, hey, that's how Facebook created the game, 8 to 10. And then with the algorithm that occurred back in February, they decided to truncate that organic reach. They said, you got to pay to play. So now they've limited everybody to about 2% organic reach unless you want to pay for more. However, if you share content on Facebook, on Instagram, that a lot of people like and commenting within that designated time, Facebook thinks, hey, this is really great content. And even though this person didn't pay for it, it shows that more people want to see it. So we're going to give a little bit more Facebook juice. We're going to give a little bit more Instagram juice behind it. So that leaves us to, to really think about how important it is to create content that people are going to engage with, like, comment, the, you know, the, the algorithm on Facebook is weighted differently. Like to like a photo is one thing, but anytime that you can give any other weighted element, like a heart, like the love or like the funny that's weighted more. Anytime you have a comment more than four words on Instagram, that's weighted more comments that are strictly emojis on Instagram aren't weighted as much. So we have all these mitigating factors determining who's going to see your post and why they're going to see it. But first things first, let's just test the time in which you post it. Secondly, I would also test a photo versus a video. Now, there's two types of videos. There are videos that you can make them highly produced, right? So you hire a videographer, mm -hmm. or maybe you were on your iPhone and it's great, versus just a photo. Now, traditionally, videos on Facebook perform better. But if you have a great photo, it could outperform a video, but you're not going to know until you test. And lastly, I would definitely uh, test copy. So um, copy is basically your caption, right? So on Instagram, you don't have a direct number. Like on Twitter, it's 140 characters. But Instagram fluctuates anywhere from 85 to 115 characters. So oftentimes, people are like, I don't know why people aren't talking back to me. I ask a question. But if your question comes after that 115 mark, there's a good chance that people don't see it unless they click read more. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people aren't really clicking to read more unless it's a compelling piece of copy. So my advice would be to test three short comments and then one longer comment and see how your audience responds to that. Mm, so good, right? Jasmine shares this advice and so much more in episode 20. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, what are you waiting on? Head on over to juliesolomon.net forward slash 2-0. Get your headphones ready because it's a good one. I am taking you back now to episode 63 with the amazing Tyler McCall. Now, Tyler and I started up out as Instagram friends, which I think so many of us do online. He is truly, truly awesome when it comes to his approach with treating social media as a service. So in this episode, Tyler graces us with this really simple yet effective way to grow. And he talks about ways that you can work smarter, not harder. So some of the advice that he gives in this is really getting crystal clear on your 
your Instagram demographic and creating an ideal follower avatar with name and and age and all of that good stuff. He talks a lot about Instagram stories and why they are so important to use and exactly how you can use them, even if you feel a little uncomfortable on video. And then I loved how he talked about approaching each post as a way to really build stronger connections with your audience. Take a listen. This idea of um, how can we uh, pull people together who are like-minded or have a similar passion or similar ideal about the world? How can we pull them together into a space? And, and in that space, how can we make sure that they are all seeing, seen, that they all feel heard, that they all feel welcomed and included? And then from that place, how can we move them to action? To hear more of Tyler's simple Instagram hacks, snag the full episode at juliesolomon.net forward slash 63. So we are ending today with a recap of one of my favorite episodes with the incredible Rachel Hollis, taking you back to episode 67. So this episode isn't entirely about social media, but it is full of advice from every social media walk of life you may go through. When Rachel joined us on the show, she talked about how she used to be struggling to be everything to everyone on social media on top of being a, work, a working mom. As a mom of four and New York Times bestselling author, blogger, podcaster, and CEO, she has learned how to set boundaries and live a life on her terms. This episode is truly amazing because Rachel gracefully explains how to navigate comparison, body image issues, and really how to show up on social media in a way that feels present and comfortable and real to you. It's not forceful. She really talks a lot about vulnerability and how to showcase your vulnerability on social media, which I think can be hard for a lot of people. So uh, take a listen now. The interesting thing is, I know I'm going to speak in third person, which is like so douchey, but um, Rachel Hollis as a brand is really something that has happened over the last two or three years. But I have been a business owner for 13 years. So for me, the success of my company and how well my company was doing was in a lot of ways how I determined my self-worth. Now for a double dose of inspiration, head on over to juliesolomon.net forward slash six, seven to hear Rachel's full words of wisdom. So there you have it, guys, the best social media episodes to help grow your influence. I really want you to embrace this month to reflect and plan for the coming year. As I've mentioned before, we've got some great things coming for you in 2019 with the Influencer Podcast, but I don't want you to sit around and wait. Go ahead and start making this super easy on yourself by diving into some of these older episodes. All you need to do is pop over to juliesolomon.net forward slash 89 to get all the ones that we covered today. I wanted to make it super easy for you. I know these episodes are going to inspire and inform your social media strategy. Now, I will be back next week with a special holiday episode talking about one of my favorite topics, planning and setting intentions for the new year. I'll also be dropping some teasers for next year's guests, and I must say they are amazing and you do not want to miss it because I'm not going to be sharing these teasers anywhere else. Also stay tuned in two weeks for the final best of episode and the final episode of 2018. Guys, we're here. I can't believe it. In this episode, I'll be sharing the best pitching strategies of the year, and you know I love a good pitch tip, so get ready for this one. See you soon. Wanting even more influencer podcast goodness and to connect with like-minded influencers? Join our Facebook community for daily tips on how to up-level your business and chat with myself and other listeners. All you got to do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast to be a part of this wonderful community. 
Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com, where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.